Hi there, you're listening to... How the hell am I supposed to say this name? It doesn't even have any vowels in it. It's Wargarble. What the hell is a Wargarble? Seriously. I mean, it's harder to spell than my name. Have you ever tried to spell Schwarzenegger? I can't even do it. Just say it. Alright, you're listening to a garble. Welcome to Wagarble. My name is Adam. I'll be your host. And I'm Dave, and welcome to episode two of Wagarble's podcast, Power Glove You All Night Long. Power Glove. I love it, because it's so bad. <laughs> All right, well, if you can't tell, Power Glove is going to be one of our major things we're going to be talking about this evening. Very uh, Power Glove-centric episode. I think we're going to jump right into our pissing contest. All right, boys, it's time to unzip the pants and show who the real man is with a good old-fashioned pissing contest. Which we will have uh, the Power Glove, essentially, against the Sega Activator. Now, everybody knows what the the Power Glove is, but I guess for those who don't, it was uh, an early Nintendo peripheral for the NES it was kind of like a glove that sat in your hand with a controller duct tape to it and this awkward 90 degree angle sensor nonsense that sat in your television and it was supposed to allow for motion control for the NES games. I don't know if you remember it or not, but that thing didn't work for shit. Yeah, I remember, I remember wanting one really bad. Yeah, I never actually owned one myself because as far as I recall, let me see if I can find the price for that piece of shit. Uh, 88, no, that was 88 million dollars for its sales. Wow, really? Holy shit. Sold approximately 100,000 units in the States. Fuck. Wow, that's insane. And there's like seven of them on eBay right now. <laughs> they all broke. Yeah, uh, I can't seem to find a price for it, but I remember it being expensive as far as controllers go. And it had this nonsensical button combination. You kind of had to use the controller on it like a or, or universal remote control. Each game had this key combo you had to put into it. Yeah, I think it, you can still actually get the manual online that tells you all the different button combinations you need to enter, depending on which game you actually want to play. Oh, it was it was just absolutely terrible. And I mean, at best, like it was supposed to allow you to move your fingers to do different functions, and then like sway to the left and right with it to use it like a like you were driving a car or something like that. But I, as far as I recall, every time I've seen anybody play it, I had a friend who had one. And, like, you would, like, go to swap down to duck, but he would do a backflip or throw a kick or something like that. It never really worked the way it was supposed to. Well, it would make sense in a way because what it was using was, like, it was using ultrasonic speakers and uh, microphones to actually control how the glove worked. So you're, you're talking, uh, I guess, back in, what, the 80s? Yeah. yeah. Late 89. 80s, early 90s. Um, it was probably the best that we had for, for motion shit, but um, 
if everything has to do with sound and that's sitting on top of your television, I'd imagine that the sound coming from your television probably threw that uh, that shit off as well. Yeah, and I mean, for certain games, like there was that paddle ball game it worked pretty good for. There was a couple racing games where it wasn't too bad, but I mean, that's that's about it. There were some games where your character literally just sat there, ducked in the corner, and spun in circles. Yeah, well, looking at the looking at the games for the Power Glove, it was uh, originally the only. Uh, I don't know. I guess originally might be the right word here. Um, actually, there's only two games were released for features with the Power Glove, and it was Super Glove Ball, which was a 3D puzzle map, and Bad Street Brawler, <laughs> which was definitely bad. <laughs> and they were both playable with your standard controller, but could you? Included moves that could only be used with the glove. Yeah, that Super Glove Ball game, I remember playing that one, and that was good. I did like it. But, I mean, other than that... Alright, so on to the competitor for Pissing Contest. Uh, peripheral for the Sega Mega Drive, or the Sega Genesis in North America. A fucking Sega Activator Ring. I don't know what they were thinking with this one. This didn't even look good in the commercials. <laughs> Oh god, no. Um, one of the, I think the best things that I've just looking uh, into this uh, Sega Activator, one of the best things I think I've seen in all the little articles that are actually in the internet was one that says, with the success of the Nintendo Wii and the impending launch of PlayStation Move and Microsoft Connect, motion control is becoming all the rage. A fad, if you will. And everyone wants to jump on board. In fact, in 1993, Sega had a similar idea. They invented, invented and invited game, gamers to jump into the action with their new amazing peripheral activator. Oh, it was a stupid octagon. You sat on the floor and that had these, as far as I recall, it was light sensors. Yeah, it was light sensors. And you waved your hands or your feet over the sensors, like in a kicking or a punching motion. And it was supposed to be each one of the, the attack buttons on the controller. But this one worked less than the, uh, the, power, the power glove did. The sensors were so weak, you literally had to be down on the floor, on your knees, waving your fingers over the sensors. It... It just... It looked... The commercials did kind of make it look like a good idea. But they did it wrong, because they showed, like, kickboxers in the middle of this ring, and they'd be doing the attacks, and then they'd show a kickboxer in the video game doing a similar attack. All I remember doing is tripping over it. <laughs> Well, yeah, like, well, you think about it, right? It was, it was designed uh, mostly for fighting games, and, and like you said, the commercials got them doing all these fucking high-tech moves, and this ring of evil would, uh, would translate that over to the video game. But if you think about it, like Mortal Kombat and, and all these games that were marketed and, and built for a controller where you have to put in button combinations to pull off this shit. Yeah. And, and we're talking 93, like... Yeah, yeah, I definitely remember. I think there was a commercial floating around that was calling it, like, the Sega Power Ring or something like that, too. Like, they had a jillion different names for a stupid thing. And because the only way to really uh, get word around for these was either by commercials or word of mouth, the second somebody started calling it something different, that kind of stuck. But going back to what you are saying with the button combinations, for some of, like, games like Mortal Kombat or Eternal Champions, a game I wish they would remake, because that game is fucking amazing, um... There were a lot of strings of kick buttons you would have to do, and in order to do that, there'd be a sensor off to your right-hand side. So you'd either have to just wave your hand over it a whole bunch, or, like, hover in the air. How would you fucking expect to do, like, Liu Kang's bicycle kick? <laughs> 
where you have to float in the sky and kick your legs a billion times. Because that's, honestly, that's the way they made it look in the commercials. You would have to actually do the attack in order for the attack to be translated. And as, like, a six or seven-year-old kid, that's exactly what I thought you were supposed to do. Yep. You want to do Blanca's attack, you have to get down and shake like you're taking a seizure. Or go down and have a seizure. Yeah. And I had no idea how you were supposed to pull off, like, uh, riding Superman attack. Fucker flies through the sky for that. I so, tried doing that and I went in my television. <laughs> oddly enough, there are two of these available on eBay. <laughs> for between $65 Canadian and $72 Canadian, there is also a Sega Genesis Game Gear Activator merch merchandising VHS tape. <laughs> the VHS tape is selling for $44.99 US. Oh my god. $43 for shipping. And it only has a buy it now option. I have a feeling this motherfucker's gonna be holding on to this for quite some time. Oh, probably. I mean, realistically, if I had some disposable cash, I'd like to add that to my VHS collection. If I walk into work tomorrow and I win the lotto, then maybe I would buy this just to have fun with it, or maybe to catch it on fire. Not hmm. sure which. I wonder how well, like, how good of a frisbee it would make. A fucking big frisbee, but it's a VHS. Oh, oh, the VHS. Well, no, I'm talking about the activator ring. Oh, the activator ring. I don't know if it would make a very good, uh, maybe a, what the fuck is that called? You put around your waist. A hula hoop? Yeah, a hula hoop. That kind of sharp. It's got corners. Yeah, but you're inside of it. The, most of the corners are on the outside. <coughs> Actually, I think all the corners that would hurt you are on the outside. <coughs> I'm choking. The thought of this is killing me. That's not good. No, um, yeah. I'll do the podcast all by myself. Fuck that. Fuck, yeah, it'd be just you talking to yourself. Uh, that's just, just bad enough when I do that now. I don't need to record it. Oh, shit. Uh, what I need to do... But yeah, alright. So, um, all in all, let's see which one of these we'll say is better. The Power Glove uh, or the Sega Activator. Um, what would you be, say is better? Being that, I know more about the Power Glove than I do about uh, Sega's Activator Ring of Light. Um, I'm going to go with the Power Glove. Yeah, I'm probably going to vote Power Glove too because it was more successful. I mean, we're rating on a bell curve, but it was more successful than the Activator Ring was. Definitely. All right, so our victor is the Power Glove. Insert sound effect for victory here. Winning. Oh, right. man. We wouldn't get sued for using Sheen's winning. Yeah, seriously. Alright, so on to our next segment. Negative reviews. For this, we're going to be doing Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gay Den? A whole gay den of ninjas? ninjas? A, a den of gay ninjas? Whatever. <laughs> now, I don't. I see, I was torn as to which one of these we I actually wanted to do. Because technically, there's two Ninja Gaidens. There's one for the NES, and there's one for the Xbox. But I figured we might as well just do both. Because, I mean, any complaints I have about one are going to be equal in the other one. Pretty much, yeah. It, it, it was a pretty fucking hard game right from, you know, when it first came out back in the 80s to now. And I just found out that, just seeing that 2012 will give us Ninja Gaiden 3. To be announced will be Ninja Gaiden 3D. Probably for the 3DS, huh? 
Probably. It doesn't uh, doesn't state anything for, for what it's actually going to launch on. It's just uh, to be announced. Yeah. I mean, yeah, with the title of Ninja Gaiden 3D, it's probably going to be on the 3DS. But uh, either way, uh, the original Ninja Gaiden did launch back in the 80s, December of 88. Looks like was the release date itself there in Japan and hit North America March of 89. Um, this game was notoriously difficult. Apparently it had 20 levels you had to get through. I've never finished it. Not once. Nope, me either. I can remember several times trying it, and, you know, back back when I was a kid, and even now, just trying to play the game and, and try to get past it. it. It pretty much reminds me, like, difficulty level-wise, although this one wasn't easier when I was a kid, but it kind of reminds me of like playing Mega Man, where Mega Man as a kid was a fucking easy game, but as an adult, I can't handle A and B as you're being your only fucking buttons. Yeah, seriously. But this one, they managed to pack so many different abilities into those two buttons. It's not even funny. I mean, you have your different special attacks. You could jump, you could wall run, you could latch onto things in the background, you could do like fucking backflips and shit. And that's part of what made it so difficult. There was so much complexity to the game. So much you actually needed to do that, I mean, oh, it was just near impossible. But unfortunately, the game was also plagued by what, by what I'll call glitches, but it's probably just terrible game design, where enemies wouldn't spawn until they were completely on the screen, regardless of if you knew they were going to be there or not. Yep. So every time you would go to make a jump onto a tiny platform that you thought was empty, it wasn't empty, there was a guy there, and then it was... And this is one of the things that really pissed me off about 90% of the NES games. That stupid thing where when you get hit, you fly backwards halfway across the screen. Because backwards was always into a pit that killed you instantly. Yeah, if you weren't falling into a pit, well, you were falling into something you should have been nowhere near, or fucking it was just game over because you're in a stupid level that moves by itself. Yeah, or you'd, you'd bounce from one enemy to another enemy, and there'd be your entire health bar gone. Or yep. you'd bounce from one enemy into, like, a spike trap, or you'd accidentally pick up a, an item you didn't want to pick up because it actually degraded you. Oh, it's just... And all of its sequels for the NES were the exact same. Awesome, like, incredible games for their time, but incredibly difficult. Which is why a lot of games in difficulty level will be compared to it. Which, moving on to the next game, the spiritual remake of Ninja Gaiden, the one for the Xbox. It's something I both praise it for and want to spit on Team Ninja for. The difficulty level in that game was atrocious. Yep, one of the, uh, it was one of, uh, I guess I consider it like one of my best rental games uh, at first, because fuck buying it. Yeah. And... I can remember flying through, you know, so much of it, no problem at all, and then there was this part where I think I was in a warehouse, I can't remember if the warehouse was on fire, or what the fuck was going on, but... I know exactly I had... the part you're at. It's the same part I'm at in uh, the remake for it, which we'll touch on in a minute. It's a section in a warehouse where you're trying to climb up to the top. Uh, it was just after a flaming section, where you have to climb up to the top where there's these stupid laser pods that are shooting at you. And the second they hit you, you fall down to the bottom. And you have to climb all the way the fuck up again. And there's no yep. health picks up, pickups in the entire section. Yep. I just gave up in playing it. To fuck with it. I mean, 
realistically, in um, modern gaming right now is split up into two groups of people. People who haven't beat Ninja Gaiden Black, and people who lie about beating Ninja Gaiden Black. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Black was a remake of Gaiden that they amped the difficulty up. You took more damage, enemies had higher health bars, they spawned more enemies, uh, the jumping controls, I think, they tweaked to make the gravity a little bit higher, so it was harder to jump. Oh, man. They added new features into it, too, like, uh like a training mode, and I think they made an easier difficulty, but I mean, like, fuck if that helped. Um, and they had, like, bonus costumes and new weapons and stuff, but, oh, it's just so difficult. Oh, I wanted to beat my face just, like, off a radiator or something every time I played it. So many games will make me scream at the television, but this one, I think, literally made me throw my controller across the room in rage. Yeah, um, wasn't, was Black the more Japanese version of the game? I believe Cause, so. Because I know we've never gotten a Ninja Gaiden that, um, you know, is the fucking Japanese difficulty level, level, because, let's face it, those motherfuckers are, I don't know, gods or devils or, I yeah, fucking something. Yeah, them and the Koreans, I have no idea how they play video games so well. <laughs> But, no, Black was definitely, it was, like, the a, a port of the Japanese Gaiden. And this was, it wasn't the original NES version. Black is the, the Xbox version. Um, but, yeah, since their release, like, the, uh, the newer games over here, we have had the exact same versions. The NES versions were tweaked. Ah, okay. Um, but, fucking, I lost my train of thought. Give me a second. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Rewind. Oh, there it is. Um, after the, I guess, the half backlash, half praise they got for Ninja Gaiden Black, uh, they decided to port the game over to the PS3 as Ninja Gaiden Sigma. And they made the game easier. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, I have beaten Ninja Gaiden Sigma. I've never beaten Gaiden or Gaiden Black. Um, they did the same thing with Ninja Gaiden 2. Uh, Gaiden 2 released for the Xbox 360 and was just as notoriously difficult. Yeah, I'm just actually looking at my case of Gaiden 2 right now. And they re-released Gaiden 2 as Sigma 2 on the PS3, for some reason cutting out some of the blood and gore, but also making the game easier and giving you three more characters to play as. Uh, there was uh, purple-haired Tit Ninja, there was yellow-haired tit samurai, and there was some other tit character. Ah. Yeah, seeing here, um, just I just looked at a couple more things on Black, and um, one of the funniest, I think, quotes here for, for Black is the creator of the game saying that, well, uh, Black gave two new difficulty settings, Ninja Dog, which was very easy, and Master Ninja, which was fucking near impossible. Yeah, they added Ninja Dog because of all the complaints about Ninja Gaiden being too hard in its default incarnation. But the developer believed that with persistence, any player is capable of completing the game. I really can't see that. He also ensured that all players playing Ninja Dog would be subjected to mockery by the game. Oh yeah, you got yelled at when you finished the stage. 
players on this difficulty setting receives colorful ribbons as accessories. Oh yeah, it that's, was that's funny. Yeah, it was silly, and I mean that's one of the things that is gonna both make and break Ninja Gaiden Three. Um, they're straying from the norm as far as the series go. They're making it easier and making it more accessible to new players. Uh, they're completely revamping the combat system. Well, but if that um, oh, and you're you are right. Three uh, D is for the three DS. Um, that's gonna it's gonna make and break the game, but at the same point, you have to look at it like if they do the same thing they did in Black, and, and did you know for two of having you know, you fucking suck. Why are you playing video games? Difficulty, <laughs> and holy shit, you're Korean or Japanese difficulty. Then you know we can go out and pick up that game, pick it up, and you know play on normal and still probably get our asses handed to us six ways oh, from yeah. Sunday. Yeah. All in all, I mean. We're supposed to be ripping apart this game, and I mean, we are. I mean, it was a decent game, but my fuck was it hard. And well, was... that's, that's the only thing, really, like, it, it's it's just kind of like the, the movie that we've got coming up to talk about. It It's one of those things that, like, I really, you know, I really enjoy uh, Gaiden and had a fuck ton of, quote-unquote, fun playing it. But if I had a short of temper when it comes to video games, as I do from other shit, I would be spending so much fucking money on replacement remotes and replacement televisions. Oh, yeah. I don't know how many times I wanted to just huck the stupid controller through the screen. Like, you can't play this on the Wii. They didn't release this shit on the Wii, right? Oh, uh, I don't think so. Fuck, I hope so. not. I hope not. Oh, that'd be a terrible plan. But as much of a terrible plan as it would be to release it on the Wii, if we release it on the Wii, at least they have those wrist straps so that if I got fucking angry, I could throw my remote, and the worst I'm going to do is hit myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you could just... Um, the Xbox has uh, those charge cables for it. You could just wrap the charge cable around your neck, and when you throw the controller, it'll strangle you. Well, it's about yeah, as much fun as playing the game. I, I could probably do that. Um... This is a weird thing that's coming up for for number three, and I guess we can rip a little bit about this, but I don't know if it's more of a rip or if it's a uh, a fucking heads-up bonus for it. Um, Apparently, Ryu's going to be unmasking himself. It's a way of attracting people to his world. But, and basically you're going to be entering the the real Ryu. But the amount of blood that's revolving around the game and fuck the cover art is just him basically just covered in blood. Yeah. See, I don't understand how they're trying to use that as a selling feature. You've played the Dead or Alive games, right? Yep. Ryu was a playable character in those. One of his costumes was him without a mask. I think it... Yeah, it's a... (laughs) It's not a big deal. I think in one of his NES endings, he takes his mask off. How is that a selling point? Yeah, I'm not sure if... Well, I don't know if they're aiming for a a selling point or if it's a... Like, if you look at every other one that's out there, you're not really... I don't know if they mean that he's taking his mask off or if he's taking the proverbial mask off. I hope it's the proverbial one. It makes more sense. Because one of the things it says here is the amount of blood that's in the game doesn't revolve around pure killing. It could be his blood. So basically, they're not only focusing on us slicing and dicing um, our fucking enemies, is that he's going to get cut as well. So I don't know. I don't know if, again, I I don't know fucking... 
they're crazy when it comes to this shit. They could be talking meta metaphorically, fucking metaphysically. There may not be no fucking blood in the entire game. Who knows? Oh no, I've seen the uh, the tech demos for it. There's definitely blood. There's no limbs flying anymore, but there's definitely blood. Yeah, that's that's. You one can't thing. make a Ninja Gaiden game without blood. That's that one thing sense. that I see here right now. It says enemies speak while fighting, saying phrases uh, to basically uh, get around him and to send for backup. You can oh, no, 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 don't just slash me. You can no longer decapitate or dismember them. That pisses me off. That's they do not like die quickly, but they will suffer and scream in pain. Okay, I can go for that last bird. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. That might make it better. But anyway, yeah. Um, as long as they fix the fucking camera angles, I'll be happy. You know they won't, though. The, the fucking I... camera angles will be the exact same. Run down a corridor, oh shit, now I'm running the opposite direction. Because oh. the fucking camera changed. Yeah, and you go to try to switch it because it does give you limited control over the camera. And the thing that pisses me off in games like that is when you try to move the camera and you get that little icon in the bottom fucking corner with a camera with an X through it. You can't do that here. Fuck you, don't give me the controls if I can't do it. Fucking stupid prick. Wow. Okay, yeah, I, I, I don't like this fucking change for the next one either. They're removing the store and statues where you can buy items and upgrade your weapons. Um, your weapons will auto-upgrade over time. Dragon statues where you used to be able to save and heal are now been removed, and replaced with a falcon flying towards you and landing on your left arm, after which the player can then save and heal. When I read that at first, I thought it said it's been replaced by bacon. <laughs> that would be awesome. I got, I got a little happy. The dragon statues are no longer there, but you can walk into a Burger King and get a fucking Whopper with bacon to heal yourself. It's been replaced by bacon! Bacon, 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 bacon! But yeah, I don't know. Ninja Gaiden, fuck it. It's another game that made me turn off the fucking system and rage. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that if I could locate my fucking Xbox remote, I could fire up uh, Gaiden 2 here, and I bet you I, there's no game file on, on my Xbox that says, hey, you beat this shit. Oh, yeah, mine's not on there. I got about... No, no Gaiden 2, I got to the first real boss and gave the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember if I made it that far, to tell you the truth. It was uh, some peacock fucker on the top of the Statue of Liberty. Fuck, it's been a long time since I played this game. <laughs> oh, he was, it was New stupid. York's in this game? What the fuck? Yep. Anyway... We should move on to our uh, our next section, Horrible Fuck Films, which doesn't have anything to do with pornography, thankfully. What oh, was that's, that's, that's either a bonus or, or a downside, depending. It's a bonus with the movie we're reviewing. I would that's, not watch this movie if there were dicks in it, because that, they're going to be like nine-year-old dicks. That's that's very true, yeah. This, this could not work as a parody porn film. Oh, Lord, no. I well, love the power it, glove. It, it's so bad. Inserts it in anus. Although, I love the power glove. It's so bad. Could probably work as a line, but... Yeah. Power glove you all night long, baby. Mmm. You like that, don't you, bitch? Let me just put the code in for your vagina. Hold on a second. Which one was that again? 6969. Gotcha. Up, down, up, down. Left, right, left, right. B.A. finger bang? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, for uh, folks that don't know what the fuck we're talking about <laughs> right now, because believe me, if I didn't know, I definitely wouldn't know by anything we've just said, <laughs> unless you're an internet geek, 
or or movie geek from from the 80s so the movie we got for this week is the wizard that came out in 1989 89 89 oh yeah 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 there's a whole fucking point i wanted to make about that fucking release date uh, it was a movie that was essentially a two hour long or however long this was ad for nintendo games there was nothing else that this movie could possibly be other than an advertisement. The only other thing that this could be was a weird fucking behind the scenes, behind the scenes, behind the scenes um, story of, I don't know, fucking family and, and coming together at the end. I, I don't fucking know. No, it was a giant ad. Well, yeah, yeah, the most of it, like, the, the very ending, which you probably don't remember in the film, oh, Lord, no. uh, is when, actually, it gets to that point where, I guess we should probably, before I get to the fucking end of the film, maybe we should start at the beginning. Of the All right, I'm going to read this line, and then I'm going to tell you what I thought I read for this line. All right. The film follows three children as they travel to California, so the youngest, who has a condition that makes him emotionally withdrawn, can compete in a video game tournament. What I read was the film follows three children who travel to California, California, so the youngest who has an erection that makes him erotically discharged. <laughs> I don't know what I read for that, but it wasn't the right line. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think it was Monday. Yeah. I sat down and rewatched the movie because it's been a little while. Yeah. It is really weird to watch a film where Fred Savage is that young where um, fucking Christian Slater is like very early, maybe very very early 20s or a fucking teenager himself. And, and just looking to what, where these people have gone com compared to, you know, what's been going on in this film and how fucking none of these people are real actors anymore. No. No. And I think the thing that bothered me the most was the retard kid. California, 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 shut the fuck up. At least, though, I guess they didn't They didn't actually give him uh, a lot of, like, there's a couple of lines at the beginning where he's saying that, but for most of the film, it's, it's like nothing comes out of him. There's there's no talk, there's no nothing. Yeah. And then there's very strategic locations in the uh, in the movie where he suddenly says, hey, I don't want to quit, or... Or whatnot, and which brings everybody back together on their epic journey to get to California and avoid adults at all costs, because that... fuck adults. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, fuck you. Oh, the movie was just so bad. But I remember seeing it when it first came mm -hmm. out and seeing Super Mario Bros. 3 and going, what the fuck is that? Yeah, which I guess kind of fucking ties back to last week's episode. Yeah. Episode one where we were touching on Mario. Yeah, well, we I mean, were touching on Mario, but... You know. Oh, I was touching on Mario. I love his plum mustache. Mmm, I fucked his tanuki suit. Whatever the <laughs> fuck a tanuki is. But, That's yeah, why uh, everybody in, in North America just called it a fucking raccoon suit. Even though raccoons aren't brown. Originally, um, this movie was supposed to be, like, the... It was a public, public introduction. Of, of Super Mario Bros. 3. Yeah. This was to be shown in the film before the NES game was ever released. Um, I guess the problem with that is is that this film was made a year fucking later. Yeah, but I mean, we didn't get Mario Brothers 3 until 1990, was it? Um, 
Let me check. Yeah, North um, America got uh, Super Mario Brothers 3 in February of 1990. The movie released in 1989. So, yes, we did get it before. Okay. Uh, or we'd seen the movie before the game was released over here. And this was way back before the internet. So there was no way for, like, spoilers or anything like Probably the most, the most that we would have had any indication that Super Mario Bros. 3 was coming out back then was probably from fucking Nintendo Power. Yeah, and Nintendo Power was the shit back then. Fuck. I used although, to love reading Nintendo Power. Although I will give this, uh, as, as much as we're, you know, bashing on this shit, uh, I will give it one thing over last week's movie. Oh? It scored fucking higher. Yeah, it did. I mean, it, it's still got it, mixed reviews. It got reviews, a whopping but... only fucking 5.6 out of 10, but, you know, that <laughs> definitely beats 3.8. I like this this bit here. Robert Ebert, for example, found the movie situations implausible, insanely overwritten and ineptly filmed, well, <laughs> which and, is probably the best description of this movie. It was a disaster. And, you know, I, I can agree with that completely. Like, sitting back there Monday and watching this watching this film and watching three kids I think they said the oldest in it was um, 10 or 13 I can't I can't remember uh, which but they fucking they're going from Utah to California and it starts off with them having like 24 fucking dollars in their pocket to the point where they're suddenly getting they're hitchhiking on the road getting picked up by like fucking by truckers and, and whatnot and moving across to uh, moving across the states, heading towards California, and there's this one scene that made no fucking sense to me at all. They're standing at one of those lookout points on the highway, and they're like, oh shit, what are we going to do? You know, we just got robbed of our money, blah, blah, blah. Like, these two old men steal all the money they have, the whole fucking $80 they had to their name. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you hear the rumble of motorcycles. And they turn around, and they look at all these badass bikers pulling over to stomp, uh, I guess for a rest break or whatnot. And then the next fucking scene, they're sitting on the back of the bikes, and the bikers are bringing them off to, you know, the next fucking spot along their along their line. Like, I refuse to believe that, you know, 13-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 9-year-olds, whatever the fuck, especially back in 89, would have approached a group of bikers. Yeah, seriously. What are they going to do? Walk up to them? The retard's going to go, yeah, have fun, yeah. And they're going to be like, yeah, bitches, that's where we're heading. Let's give you a ride. That's, no, the kids would look at him and go, "Those guys are gonna rape and kill us." That's the only thing I could like. The only thing I could think of was the fact that they were going. You know, well, he's clearly touched, um, and <laughs> we're we're trying to get to California. Touched. Maybe, maybe that way. But other than that, I'm going. No fucking way. I I'm a fucking biker, and I don't think I'd approach a fucking group of bikers and be like, <laughs> "Hey, you guys, give me a fucking lift to California." I got three dollars and a copy of Double Dragon. Yeah, <laughs> you want to exactly. give me a lift? No fucking chance. It wouldn't happen. This is a film that should be shown to people in, like, film school as what not to do. <laughs> Although, positive note about the film, watching all the fucking little clips from uh, the Nintendo games, the Nintendo arcade games, yeah. brought back a lot of fucking memories of, you know, being basically raised on Nintendo, playing Nintendo growing up, and yeah. and all of that neat shit. That's probably the the positive highlight of the film. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely nostalgic, but not for the reasons they were trying to be nostalgic. It was nice to see some of the games featured, and it was nice to hear some of the sound effects and the music and stuff, but what really pissed me off is that a game based around Nintendo games 
they had no idea what they were doing with Nintendo games. What the fuck does you scored 50,000 points in Double Dragon actually mean? Fuck, fuck nothing. It should have been you. 50,000 points in Double Dragon? Yeah, like, no, it should have been you got to World 8 in Mario in two minutes? What the hell? Or you actually finished Battletoads? Uh, one of the one of the I guess funny lines uh, for me was uh, pick any game you want. I'm good at all of them. I got 97 of them. You know all 97 of those games? Like now at, at this day and age, if you know 2011, 97 video games released for your console means stick fuck all. Oh yeah, look at the shovelware that's out for the Wii. They probably get like 97 games released a month, let alone its five year. Uh, lifespan right now. I mean, at this point, there's probably, like I said last week, there's probably 800 games released for the NES. Yep. So, 97 is fucking nothing. I think I have more than 97 games on my shelf. The the worst thing I think about this movie is uh, the character of Putman, who's the fucking, you know, looks like he's, eh, 40... 50 years old, bald, and his entire job is to track down children that have gone missing or run away. Um, if you were to remake this film right now and cast it the same way, Pedal Bear would have to be the fucking buttman. Oh, that would I would watch that movie. That Granted, movie. I would watch that remake because that would be fucking funny, but yeah, his character is pretty much running around town to town. How the fuck they even bothered to track where these kids could have been heading? I know fucking, you know, the state of uh, Ohio is probably, not Ohio, uh, fucking Utah is probably one of those, you have a highway that goes one direction, a highway that goes the other. Maybe a highway that goes north, maybe one that goes south. So probably not a whole lot of choices of where these kids could actually be going, but the fact that this asshole knew exactly where they were heading each and every time would only be just a little step behind them. Oh, another thing I thought was really funny in the in the film too, when they're in Reno, which apparently fucking according to this film back in '89, don't know what Reno's like now. Reno was like a fucking mini, uh, uh, mini fucking Sin City, Los Angeles, not Los Angeles. You uh, the fuck same way I did. Oh my uh, god! Why can't we think of the name of Vegas? There we go. Yeah. Las <laughs> all right, let's Vegas. try that again. Rewind it so we we can edit all that crap out. Editorial note, delete the stupidity. Yup. That's what I did. I made us look a lot smarter when I edited it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it, in Reno, they, they're in a, a casino where apparently this little girl is able to tell this trucker guy what to bid on in craps because her mom's a fucking crack whore addicted to gambling, and that's where she learned how to pick this shit up. So they get every number right, and they win a whole fucking $400. So she gives her trucker buddy 10 bucks because... I guess that's what he gave. Start, they started off with, said, here's your $10 back. And he's like, oh my, I'm so happy. And then they show a scene where um, fucking... Little Lucy's Fred... giving a blowjob to a to a biker out back of a, a truck stop, and she and gave him 10 the, bucks. And That might be in the fucking uh, director's cut. But, yeah, I've uh, seen a much different version of this movie. Uh Corey, which is Fred Savage's character, is walking around with this big fucking wad of cash in what looks to be like a children's casino, because there's all these arcade games. And they have this girl walking around who, um, her entire job, rather than selling cigarettes like you would normally see a fucking uh, a hooker in, in uh, a casino, she's running around selling bubblegum. 
And he gives her, like, I don't know, a 10, a 20, fucking, I don't know, it could have been two bucks. Who the fuck knows? And he's like, hey, that's all right, Toots, you keep the change. And I was like, wow, like, a lot of these, a lot of movies you can still watch and, and go, all right, well, you know, this could still relate in this day and age. But, like, that really, like, I don't know, dated the film or, or it did something to the film. Yeah, that's, like, baby genius's level of ridiculous. But... All in all, yeah, I say this movie doesn't hold up. There's no way watching it now is the same as watching it back in the 90s. And there's no possible way they could remake this movie without changing everything about it. Yeah, like, I can't remember at any point where I laughed about anything. Um, I can't yeah. remember, like, I can't remember. Fuck, it was only Monday. Yeah, okay, so the only thing I could really relate to was, was you know, the video games, the, yeah. the video game music, watching watching little Jimmy there fucking playing, you know, uh, Double Dragon or fucking Ninja Gaiden or or whatever. Um, one thing, though, I did like about the film, or could really, I guess, really relate to, or semi-relate to, because where we work and the industry that we work in, they showed, like, fucking Nintendo's helpline, and if that's what Nintendo's helpline was back was like back in 89, I would have fucking loved to work for Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, that's what I always imagined it would be like, which is part of the thing I liked about those scenes. It really was what people thought it was and not what it actually was. Although, at, at the same point, like, that would give you a false sense of, hey, working for a call center or a tech job or a, I would like to help these fucking idiot people who can't play my fucking game, I guarantee you our work is nothing like that was showing. Oh, no, And I don't no. see... You'd be hard-pressed to find any place that was like what they were showing. Yeah. I mean, maybe working for Google Direct or something like that might be similar, but... But, like, yeah, there's no point that you're going to call up and go, hey, um, I need help with every fucking video game you've ever made because I'm going to go to Video Armageddon where I have a chance to win $50,000, which by today's standards is fucking jump change. But, yeah, overall, nah. The, the movie is just garbage. <laughs> and that was the other thing about watching watching the film. You look at it and go, holy fuck, I you know, basically grew up with all you people. Yeah. Without physically growing up with all these people. No, uh, it was just... There was nothing that... Other than the scenes with the video games, there was nothing redeeming about watching it at all. And the power just, of... It's so bad. That is pretty much my review for this movie, The Wizard. It's so bad. It's so bad. I'm just gonna synopse the entire fucking Wizard movie. It's about three children being chased by a pedophile. Yeah. That's pretty much it. The end. Now for a new section I would like to call Get the Fuck Off My Lawn. Or Get Off Our Lawn. Or Fucking Pootin' Pants. Yeah, so basically our, our, our new little section, and it's awesome that we're adding a new section on fucking episode two. Yeah. Um, our, our new section is basically going to be just shit we want to rant about. We'll try to keep the ranting short so that, you know, this podcast doesn't turn into a fucking 12-hour long podcast. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, this week I think I'm going to head up the, the rant, and, and my rant is going to be, um, I'm a biker, so, you know... I go out, it doesn't matter fucking how hot it is, 30 degrees, 35 degrees, I'm wearing full leathers, I'm wearing chaps, I'm wearing my leather jacket, leather gloves, helmet, the whole shit and shebang, and to fucking leave my house 
in 30 degree weather and drive to work and watch all these fucking squids drive down the street. For those of you that don't know, a squid is a fucking biker who goes off on his sports bike, his cruiser or whatnot, wearing fucking sandals and fucking shorts and a fucking wife beater and a brain bucket helmet. Yeah, people are stupid. It's pretty much what it boils down to. And they should get the fuck off my lawn. That's probably a good way to end that segment. Definitely. <laughs> it's time to sit back, relax, dim the lights, type in a word on your computer, and see what dirty, nasty, naughty things pop up on your screen. With a random word Google porn search. What was our first word? Oh, fuck, I don't remember. All right, I wrote them down. Our first word is... Gangway. Oh, fuck yeah. I was looking at the page, actually. I was just like, why do I have all these pictures of fucking ways to get onto a ship? Google Images. Gangway. Boats, boats, stairs. Boats, 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 boats. Boats, boats, stairs. Boats, 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 stairs. Net. Boats. Hinge. Sure, more people getting on a boat. Gangway for tomorrow. That's a movie poster. Notice Gangway keep clear. That was an album art for something with Gangway. What page are you on right now? Page 24. Oh, fuck, you're way ahead of me. I'm just scrolling down. I can't see nothing for it. This works uh, fucking that, worse than Hydrometer. That's Napoleon. He had Boner. His name was Boner part. It sounded like Boner. Yeah, but that doesn't really do the image part of the whole fucking random word for Google porn. Holy shit on a stick. We may have found a word, and I thought for sure a word that had the word gang in it. Uh, there's a Pac-Man level. Um, there's a horse. If the horse had his dick hanging out, it could be porn. Um, nope, found it. What did it, you find? Page 44. It's gay porn. <laughs> it's a dude giving a blowjob. All right. It only took 44 pages. All right. On to our next word. Tigress. I swear to God, if we don't find porn for Tigris with all the fucking furry freaks out there. Yeah, but hopefully we'll find stuff that has nothing found to do with Found it. Oh, fucking, I guess so much for that. Page one, row two, vagina. I must have spelled Tigris wrong because I have tigers. I spelled it wrong. I spelled Tigress. I put an extra E in it. Let's try it again. Google saying, did you mean tigers? <laughs> well, that's almost porn. That's porn. Page two. It's a tiger furry fingering her butthole. Okay. And there's actual porn. Oh, Jesus. Yep. Tigress is 100% pornographic. Well, we figured that just as soon as we, we pulled the random word, so... Yep. And the last one, and I said before, this is a synonym for titties. Let's go for Hooter. Hooter! Hooters, Hooters, Hooters. Hooters. Hooter, or Hooters as in the actual... Uh, and there's a naked booby. What page? Page two, first image. Oh, that wasn't fucking too long at all. Nope, and there's a blowjob. And those are giant naked titties. And there's more titties. Titties, 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 titties. And there's some <laughs> chick licking a foot, and there's another blowjob. 
starting to wonder if maybe we should change the name of this from, you know, uh, Power Glove Unite All Along to, what, Unite All Along? <laughs> Yoda, Yoda. Yoda says Power Glove Unite All Along. Mm. <laughs> I want a little Yoda with that. Power Glove You Titties. I'm starting to wonder if we should just call it Titties. <laughs> titties. Oh, those are the saggiest titties I've seen in a long time. Those, that is something I need. It's uh, what somebody has made, it's a, a piece of what looks like bristle board, with a bunch of holes cut in it, and on the top it says Hooter Meter. <laughs> and each one of the holes is a different size of breast. We have mouthful, awesome, sweet, perfect, handful, and in love. And in love is the biggest one. Oh my god. I like it. That is funny. Alright, so... We'll end this note on a... I, I think this is the breast way to end it. <laughs> um, This is three dildos and one vagina. No, this is Wagarble <laughs> signing off. Thanks for listening to Wagarble. If you'd like to contact Wagarble, we can be contacted on Twitter at... At Wagarble, that's at www.grrbl. Our website is wagarble.podbean.com, and our email address is www.grrbl at gmail.com. Special thanks goes out to Gary for recording our bumpers on a moment's notice. Background music is provided by Matt McFarland. It can be downloaded at mattmcfarland.com or check out the website for a link. Or power glove you in the asshole. <laughs> power glove you till you bleed. Podcasts go, you could do worse. As far as hosts go, well, that's another story. You're listening to We're Garble. <laughs>